happening. Okay. We're rolling. We are. Are we? We're, 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 are we live? We are live. Or live recorded. recorded live recorded. Re- recorded live. Pre-recorded. Hot set? What is that? Pre-recorded. Pre-recorded. Pre-recorded yeah. before pre-recorded. a live studio audience. Yeah. So uh, welcome everyone to another episode of What Lurks on Channel X. What Lurks on Channel X? Um, we're going to talk about that. Today's discussion is, I think, very different from what we've done before. I, I agree. I yeah, see I'll see if people enjoy this. Yeah, it's, it's a little little different. It's yeah. a very opinionated topic. And uh, if you, you agree with us, then cool. If you don't, cool. That's just we're just going to kind of see where well, this goes. We're, 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 we're going to talk about it. Yeah, we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Uh, establish a dialogue and then wait for feedback from the audience. I guess uh. to see where we go from here. Uh. So uh, first things first, I want to say to everybody: if you have not seen Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman, and you care about spoilers, you might not want to listen to this. You might want to move on from this episode. Yeah. Uh, if you don't care about them, I suggest staying with us because this gets a little interesting. I think we're going to get interesting with this. I'm hoping we get interesting with this. Yeah, yeah. I think this is going to be. And maybe, maybe if you haven't seen them, you don't have an interest in them. Maybe this will give you an interest in them. Yeah. If, if, if that's what I was going to say, if, if you haven't seen them now, I, you're probably not planning to. Yeah, you're probably not planning to. But if you want to listen to this show and check them out. Uh-huh. Give me a look. See, watch the ultimate edition. I was gonna yes. say, yeah. of Batman versus. Got to be Superman. the ultimate edition. We're going to discuss the ultimate edition, not yeah. the theatrical version. Yeah, because the theatrical version. What? While we enjoyed the theatrical, the ultimate edition has a lot of stuff that was edited out, put back in, and it Correct. makes the story a lot fuller. It's just an extra half an hour. Yeah, but that but half hour a, makes a huge it's difference. It's a huge difference, that yeah. half hour. Well, let's start off with the stories we have. Uh, you know what, Eric? You're the comic book guy, which is why I wanted to talk about this. <laughs> I'm not a superhero person. I, I enjoyed... I liked the Christopher Reeve Superman movies when I was young. And I grew up watching them, so I, I enjoyed them. But uh, as far as comic books went, I was very picky with them. I had a lot of friends that were into comics, and none of them really struck my fancy until Vertigo. In the 90s. With, yeah, I can see with that. With the Sandman and Constantine, the Lucifer comics, the Books of Magic, and uh, a lot of the, the horror movie spinoffs. So I'm very, I'm very into villains. I'm into dark stories. I'm into that darker side of comic books. And Vertigo really satiated that need. Yeah. Preacher, uh, in a, preacher was yeah. preacher was excellent. Yeah. You know, uh, the Hellblazer comics were incredible. I loved. I loved all that right. really adult comic stuff. And uh, The Crow. Oh, yeah. You know, well, The I Crow. Was the, epic the, comic. Was, I, that, was that I, Epic Comics? I, the Crow? Kitchen Sink. Kitchen, kitchen Sink. That kitchen was Kitchen Sink. See, he's the comic book yeah, guy. Kitchen yeah. Sink. He's the, he would know this. Uh, so I enjoyed that type of stuff. And I always felt that uh, Marvel specifically was very... Saturday morning? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I watched the X Men cartoon when I was I was like ten, when, ten or eleven when that came. I think that's when everybody you know? got into the X Men yeah, cartoon. Yeah, I mean, you're when, a kid, you, you know? kind of watched it all. You kind of watched it because you're a kid. That that's that's all there is to it. Uh, and the Batman cartoon too in the nineties. I wasn't that, into that. That, that, oh, that, so that I loved. Good. See, so I wasn't. Good. I wasn't into that so much. I watched <clears> it a little bit. I had friends who liked it, but I wasn't into it. Yeah, but I was in high school when that came out, <laughs> so it was strange for me, somebody my age, watching that. I cartoon. think I was junior high when it came out. 
In junior high going into high school. I got a couple of years. Eric, we're only like two or three years apart. Yeah, but that's a couple of years. Yeah, but yeah, I'm just saying. High, you high school, were high school. I was a freshman high. in high school. You were like, you know. I was junior high. Yeah, yeah. you were in junior high. I was know. in elementary school. See? Look at that. We got three year, three year, three year. But it was right just, there. it was the art style. Yeah. It was the, you know, everything like that. It was the voice work. And um, I, I enjoyed Batman overall because uh-huh. that was my first comic book character that I really loved. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And um, I Mine still. Mine was Sandman. Yeah, you know, um, twelve you years know. old reading Sandman. That's that's big. Yeah, that's <laughs> I don't know. I I didn't get a lot because you know we grew up in that time where it was like comic books are for boys, you know. And I think when that when the cartoons came out, suddenly it was like I can watch this. Yeah, I can watch. There's look. There's girls. Yeah. There's girls. Yeah, there's Rogue, girls. Rogue was girls. Rogue was good looking in the in the show in the cartoon. Well, yeah. Yeah, Rogue was hot. Kind of touch her. She was hot though. Rogue, she was they, hot. They drew her. I, I dug that stripe hot. in the middle of her uh-huh. head. I always wanted one. I still want one. It's a nice white streak in my hair. Mm. Yeah, I could do yeah. it. I could pull but it off. I, you, you know what? We're getting off topic. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. All right. So let's pull back. Let's pull back. Then. <laughs> Man of Steel. Give us Man a of Steel was, rundown. Uh, basically, that was. It started off. Like any Superman story starts off. It starts off with the destruction of Krypton. Yeah. Now, why is Krypton? Because what the, happens the, to Krypton? The Krypton was was being destroyed because of the natural resources. Mm-hmm. Something that we have going on here on this planet, particularly mm-hmm. with this country, using natural resources. <laughs> so they basically sucked the planet dry to the point it exploded. Correct. That's that's in- incredible. Well, yeah. <laughs> so they, they they sucked down everything until it became unstable, and then. As far as I could understand it. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, yes. All right. Well, it's a comic book, ladies Hi, and gentlemen. Yeah. yeah well, it, that's it. You it's know, a comic. Book. It's it's a comic book. So he come. They send him to Earth. The scout ship went it that uh, went that far, and uh, it sent back a radio signal. Mm-hmm. And I guess the like Wally, it was like, yeah, it's it's inhabitable. Yeah. Okay. So we have we have the planet that's ready to implode. We have. Um, yeah, well, we remember have jo- the, the, we have, the gravity is heavier on yeah, Krypton. Yeah, we have um, Jor-El who is warning the council yeah. that the planet is doomed. Yep. And the council wants to do nothing about it. Correct. Just like the, the original uh, film with yeah. uh, you know, um, Marlon Brando who played Jor-El, Russell Crowe in this one, warning the council. They ignored him. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and now, uh, in this one, General Zod, he was created... He was created to be a warrior. Mm-hmm. To fight for the continued existence of the, Krypton, right? of, the, of the race. And um, in this story, this plot line, um, the Kryptonians were genetically altered because they didn't have the ability to have children anymore, uh-huh. I guess, because of the natural resources and everything like that being used up and... Uh, you know, I mean, just they just in del- development in general. I mean, we're also seeing the same statistics here, where you know women are having difficulties getting pregnant. And- Correct. Um, you know, we're we're it's exactly the same thing. Um, we're you know, the older women get, the more difficult it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the younger they are, the more susceptible they are to um, viruses. Or, you know, and- viruses. Autism, you know, yeah. with their children, birth defects, and everything yeah. from the amount of, you know, toxicity, toxic, toxicity, 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 due to our development. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Listen, I'm sorry, folks. I have like a fever of 101, so I'm going to try and bear in on this. But if I fuck things up, <laughs> yeah. So, so um, Zod was, um, you know, 
he blew up the council essentially, mm-hmm. and uh, because the council also just didn't want to do anything about he, he, he did, it. He, and that's and his purpose, and that to was do his purpose. He was there to protect Krypton. Drell wanted to do it in a different way, mm-hmm. but um, you know. The warrior's way is the warrior's way. Yeah. yeah. And um, Jarrell was a scientist and a man of um, scholar. Yep. And um, wanted to handle it by talking things out, mm-hmm. whereas Zod wanted to do it, you know. Forcefully. Forcefully. Yeah. And he wanted to reestablish the council, but with his genetics. Yeah. So what he does is he puts the Kryptonian codex of their DNA inside uh, Kal-El. Which is Superman, mm-hmm. and he sent the son, his son off. Yeah, but Zod doesn't know where the ship went. Uh, he only knows that when later in the plot. And they created sustainable ships where the where, where the entire could, race they, could survive inside the ship as long as it got a uh, as long as it could receive resources. Correct from other planets and as they went along. Right. So basically, they're like the Independence Day aliens. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> They're parasites. Yeah. Just like human beings. They Correct. They're parasitic. Correct. Yeah. So it's, it's a parasitic race, yeah. just like human beings are a parasitic race, uh, except uh, they're smarter in the sense that they can travel through space. Yeah. They're all, well, they're more advanced, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so what happens is Superman, uh, as, as a child, crash lands here. He's found by the Kents. The Kents raise him as their human son. Uh, realizing he has these powers, and uh, Kevin Costner teaches him to be humble. Yes, yeah, essentially. Boy but Scout. he also—that's where you get the Boy yes, Scout. For- yes, he teaches him to be humble, but he also teaches him that his powers one day will help the world. Correct. So then, eventually, 20, 20 years later or so, Zod finally makes it to Earth. Clark is searching for anything that will um, re- uh, connect him to his people. He. F- uh, Searches and um, finds his ship. Okay, on the on Earth. On Earth. Not he's not leaving the planet. He's yeah. searching around. Searching the planet. his pla- Searching this planet, encased in the ice. The military found it, mm-hmm. and yeah. Now this was the ship that landed thousands of years ago. Thousands here. of years ago, maybe uh, maybe longer. And this and his capsule basically followed the beacon to get here. Yeah, I think they said two hundred thousand years ago. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, something like that. Something yeah. like that. Um, and that's how Zod finds him, because he turns he it turns on. He turns on that ship, and then Zod, and Zod realizes. Like, what's, what's this what's beeping th- yep. across the universe? Oh, wait a minute. There's Earth. Yeah. Okay. Which the Kryptonians do, in fact, know about because of this scout yeah. ship. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Now, Zod shows up here, and he takes over all radio, video, and uh, all transmissions on the planet and cre- sends a message out. We're looking for this alien. He belongs to us, and give him to us, or we kill you all, essentially. Right. Do it, you know, fall, fall, bend to our will, do what no, we want. the ship can only be turned on by another alien, right? Another Kryptonian? Correct. Okay, so yes. that's that's how he knew yes. another alien was here. Yes, yes, it had he had to be here. It had okay. to be Kryptonian DNA that triggers the yeah. the okay. ship to turn on. Just right. wanted to check. He's just you know been faking who he is mm-hmm. and keeping a low key. He decides to become Superman as he's trying to save the entire world from when Zod, Zod shows up. All right, a problem yes. he kind of caused because yeah. he turned his ship on. Yeah. Yeah, because um, he decided to help the world. Now, now, now the problem arose from him wanting to help the world. Wanting to help the world, and they engage in a huge 
battle between the two of them and then the army gets involved the military gets involved and tries and and blah 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 and speed speeding through this a little bit yeah uh they engage in a huge battle that basically levels most of metropolis destroys it uh Essentially, yeah. yes. yes. They, Essentially they, they, they destroy the city. They, I mean, it's dust to dust. Yeah. I mean, really. Yeah. And Superman kills Zod. Uh, he doesn't want to kill him because he's the last of their race. They are yes. it. Uh, he doesn't want to kill him, but for the sake of the people that Zod was physically about to kill in front of Superman, Superman decides he must destroy him. Right. And then right after that, uh, crying out in emotional pain, mm-hmm. that was like... The problem I think that everybody had with that movie was he killed somebody. And, and that's that's a rule that people have placed on Superman that Superman has never actually followed. He will avoid killing. Correct. If he can. But if he has to, he will. Correct. Because um, he's not human. He doesn't have our values. He has his own values that he's had to set for himself that he kind of molds to fit and his, our his, society. And his parents, you know, molded him, you know, exactly. and he respected his parents enough to, you know, abide by them even though he didn't have to. Yes. Um, but in the end, he is different from us. So the fact that he's going to betray his own people to save us in that extreme way yeah. Shows his dedication and his, his where his loyalty lies. That he is he considers himself human, even though he's not. Right. Now we get to Batman versus Superman. We start off with the battle at the end of Man of Steel, only from a different perspective. We have a businessman who we find out is Bruce Wayne, and Bruce Wayne is literally in the rubble watching Superman and Zod up ahead, up, up above. Destroying, Falling, yeah, th- destroying the city, yeah, um, and and in some amazing, which is why I don't understand why people don't appreciate this. Uh, somebody actually did a supercut of them where they put the the ending scenes of Man wow. of Steel and, and put then, them side by so, side yeah. to the scenes of Batman vs Superman, and the timing of the scenes is perfect. Wow, wow. the exact time right when the when ship is crashing. Yeah, if you watch it in a split yeah. screen, you can see. People on the ground reacting to what's happening in the sky, almost as if they shot them at the same time. Even though it was two years later. <laughs> yes, yeah. So they actually followed their own time, their own sequence to the second right. perfectly. And that's incredible to be able to, to do. That's absolutely amazing. I love I mean, of course, it's done in editing. It's done in all this. But they stuck to it so perf- so well that you can put them side by side as though you, you're, as though you can be running alongside Bruce Wayne watching them or flying alongside them in the destruction. Yeah. So that, I think that right there is just some incredible well, filmmaking. Snyder's always I feel like that's a cool thing that you should put on the DVD. Like yeah. that, that's a missed moment, I think. Yeah, well, Zack like Snyder's always been an you know, director, the, I feel. Do the two, two against each other and like, literally, you can watch the opening as Superman or the opening as Batman. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would have been a cool feature. I'm looking yes, forward to seeing that would have been cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does with the Justice League movie, mm-hmm. Justice League Part Two, um, yeah. and his production in hand on all of the other DC products. <laughs> so now the story of this now we're now we're going to get into we get into Batman's story. Uh, Batman, uh, uh, um, it's not it's not implied as heavily as I would have liked it, but Robin has been killed. Robin's dead. We uh, and we and it's implied that the Joker killed him. Correct. Uh, again, they didn't do it very. I think that's one one of the moments where they didn't do it very well. They didn't make it very obvious. You see the Robin suit 
Yeah. And it's got the you know it's got the ha ha jokes on you spray painted on on the suit. Right. But no, she didn't realize this. No. So I'm sure that there's plenty of other people who didn't realize that that was a Robin suit. Yeah, that they was a Robin suit. They just saw a suit. Yeah, yeah. Had they cut in to see the little R on the chest, had they made a super <laughs> close you know, cutaway of the R to this is Robin and Robin is dead. Right. I think that would have helped people a little bit more because now we have Batman who's in this. This would have explained emo Batman. Yes. We have Batman who's in this position where his sidekick was just killed. And it's his fault. And it's his fault. Right. Uh, so that's not explained in the movie. Uh, 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 uh. So he's already in kind of mourning in his own, in his own way. We also right. do a quick cut through his parents dying and Martha That's and at the that. very beginning of the film. Yeah. We have Lois Lane, who's in Afghanistan, is it? Or... Yes. I believe it's Afghanistan. Yeah, it's someplace in the Middle East. Mm. And she's, she's granted an interview with a terrorist leader. Which of is some, unheard of. of. Yeah. yeah, which is unheard of. Now, again, we're going to talk Ultimate Edition here. So if you haven't seen the Ultimate Edition, then yeah. here's, if, you've if you've seen, seen the if theatrical. you've seen the theatrical, this is not going to compute. Yeah. In the, in the Ultimate Edition, we see that there is a double cross out in, out in Afghanistan. Uh, while Lois Lane is talking to this, th- some of the militants there turn... And they slaughter everyone there. Everyone is, is killed. They shoot them all. Now, right. Again, this is not in the theatrical. They kill all of them. And they take Lois Lane hostage. The military is on their way in. And they're trying, they're trying to get there, but they're a few minutes away. Well, they're on horseback. You basically have the U.S. coming in to wipe everything clean. Right. Just get rid of everybody. Superman hears... Lois Lane's cries for help. He hears her. He can actually hear He's her actually from the distance. Her heartbeat. Yes, and he. Oh shit! She's in trouble. He pops in. Shows he blows through the blows through the ceiling. Comes down. Realizes up. Oh, there's a terrorist holding her. He blasts this guy through the wall. On his way there, he destroys the missile and the drone. Right. So he knows that this is going to kill her. So he's got to stop this. He stops this missile, blows in, picks her up, saves her, kills the terrorist. And then when the U.S. troops get in there, everyone's dead. The bodies are all burned up. And Superman is blamed for the death of everyone. In the theatrical version, all we see is him kill this one terrorist leader and we assume that now he's being the warlord the warlord and he's being blamed for the death of this for saving her and nobody else and letting everybody else and letting and killing this leader but the truth is once you see the extended version you realize that he's actually being blamed for the death of all of these people who are dead then we have here in Metropolis there's a, a, a person who who Bruce Wayne saved from the rubble, who has lost his legs now, and he's, oh, wow. blaming, and he's blaming Superman for him having lost his legs. He feels that Superman is not the savior we want. He's part of the destruction. Yep. They, he creates a victim's fund. I guess you find that out yeah. in the Ultimate Edition, that there's a victim's fund, because one of the towers destroyed is Wayne mm-hmm. Tower. Wayne Tower, yes. Wayne Tower in Metropolis is destroyed. Yeah. So Bruce Wayne does create a, uh, a victim's fund. Yeah. And, and out of the victim fund, that's where he's getting paid from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From there, Lex Luthor finds this survivor. 
and convinces him to work for him. And they're having Senate hearings about Superman. Yes. And one, one specific person is out to get him mm-hmm. and is calling all of these witnesses. Yeah. And, and she's also got Lex Luthor whispering in her ear as well. And she's not buying it. No. no. Well, no, that's not true. She is buying it until she realizes Luthor is lying to her. She, she's with it. She's totally, Luthor's totally on her side. And then just before they go into the hearing, she gets some information. She gets the information that um, the woman lied on yes. the stand. Yes, and was paid by Luther Correct. to lie. Because the people that she said were dead, that Superman had inadvertently <laughs> killed, are still alive. Yeah, they didn't die. They're All still right. So Luther blamed him. So now we're starting to get this. Luther basically said it almost, it seems like Luther set it up. That for this massacre to occur, for Superman to arrive, he set it up for uh, this guy who's blaming Superman for the loss of his life. For the loss, of, he set him up to to be in there because now in the Senate hearing, this guy has a bomb in his wheelchair and he kills everybody. Yeah, and the, and we find that out with the I don't know if you said it. Um, the militia were actually on Luther's payroll. The, yes, the militia yeah, well, on the, Luther's the payroll. Luci- the and and. Honestly, you know... Uh, and the, she, and Lois Lane actually refers to that, too. Yes. Yeah. The, and yeah. the one thing that is... The assumption is made that everybody knows everything about Superman. Mm-hmm. And the audience is the same thing. Yeah. Um, he can't see through lead. Yeah. And that's taken out of the theatrical that's version. That's taken out of the theatrical yeah. version. But the, Yeah. And the truth is that this guy had... He was actually in a wheelchair that Luther designed for him. Luther gave him. And the, it was and the, the same with the bullets. You know? Yes, and the wheelchair is lined in <clears throat> lead, so Superman physically couldn't see that there was a bomb in the room with him because he couldn't see through this I, wheelchair. I still don't understand why they cut that. I mean, that seems like a it's, huge... Yeah. They cut it because thing. Oracle found that out, and they cut Oracle out of the movie. That's right. Since they removed Oracle from the movie, that scene had to be taken out because Oracle is the one that supplies them with that information. Now, we don't know that she's Oracle yet. She's just some woman who's she's helping Lois woman. Lane. Yeah, but she's but we she's know a friend of Lois Lane that does the research. Yeah, on the but bullets. we know this is Oracle. Yeah. This is Jim Gordon's daughter. Yeah, who's but that's be in also, the next movie. Yes, exactly. But, that's yeah. a secret right now. If you don't know the comics, that's a secret. Uh, that Jenna Malone is playing Oracle. Oracle. She is Jim Gordon's daughter. We now have Batman, who's been blaming Superman for all of this, while struggling with his own with his own demons, and. And oh, Jesus and Christ, these children outside are fucking killing me right now. <laughs> and Bruce Wayne has some demons, not like, yes. not unlike the kids that are screaming outside. <laughs> so uh, Alex Luthor is masterminded this plot to get Batman and Superman to fight. On top of this, there has someone has found a Kryptonian rock. Now they don't know that it, they don't know specifically that's Kryptonian, but they deduce that it is Kryptonian. Correct. It's a Kryptonian rock. And it has properties that will break down the cells of... Yes, because any exposure with a kryptonite, anything mm-hmm. to the sun of Earth, you know, because it's a younger sun, gives it power. Mm-hmm. Of, what, of what type of power? Different kryptonite, different types of rocks get yeah. exposed to the sun, different types of, you know, weapons. Yes. Uh, but the... Most known and recognized is the green makes Kryptonians weak. Yeah. So, so now 
Lex Luthor realizes that this Kryptonian that this Kryptonian mineral will do this to him, and he runs experiments on Zod, and he takes over the Zod ship, and he creates Doomsday out of Zod, out of a mixture of his DNA and Zod's DNA. Doomsday is almost pure evolution. Anything you do to him, he will build an immunity of sorts to it and you cannot do that to him again he will get stronger right. they call it as they call it getting stronger but like if you stab him whatever that type of metal is in there he will become invulnerable to that metal immediately he'll learn his body will adapt right well he's like he's like what that hydra where you cut off one head and two grow in the place yeah exactly yes. yeah. and that's you know why wonder woman says what she says um I've fought creatures from other worlds before. Yeah. Before she takes on Doomsday. Yeah. Well, we haven't even gotten a Wonder Woman yet. Well, yeah, but we haven't even gotten. Yeah, her yet. we haven't even. But uh, I wanted to talk, mention that before. Yeah. We get into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so now we have Batman and Superman fighting, based on Lex Luthor's mastermind, which is another one. I don't understand what people uh, you know, have said about Lex Luthor. Yeah. He is the greatest fucking mastermind here. Yeah, okay, he's a little twitchier than Gene Hackman was, but he's also 20 years younger than Gene Hackman was when he played it. Exactly. You know, exactly. and I think that's what I think a lot of people are doing. They're really comparing this to Gene Hackman because he was perfect. He was a great Lex Luthor. I, was, I also thought Kevin Spacey did a fine job. Kevin Spacey was decent too. He was really good because Kevin Spacey, but again... Jesse Eisenberg is a lot younger than them, mm-hmm. and, and these movies are being made for a younger generation to be interested in them for the next 20 years. They don't care. They're not making this for us who've been watching it for 20 years. They're trying to hook the new generation of people. Correct. So we need a young Lex Luthor, somebody who's going to be able to play Lex Luthor for a possible 20 years, just like Harrison Ford has problems doing Indiana Jones right now. You have to soften it up a little bit well, for Well, I found it kind He's of laughable problem. that he played Han, Han Solo, Solo last too. time. You know, you have to scale it down a little bit. So we need younger actors to play this if we're planning on do if they're planning on doing a DC universe for the next 10, 15, 20 years. They want to expand these movies out. Well, I mean, they need to have something younger. They need to start Younger. I mean, but I also think like Gene Hackman and Kevin Spacey were reacting to that very old cliche of that businessman, and that just yeah. is not a thing anymore in today's society. That that is and on the way. Address that. I mean, that's and why they actually address that. Yeah, the the Jesse Eisenberg, I thought was perfect when he was cast because he played um, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I thought that's Which, the kind of Lex Luthor yeah. they exactly. were shooting for, yeah. and he nailed it. He did. He nailed it. Yeah. He, he a little on twitchier. Top of that, a yes, little, a little but on top of that, he even says it in the movie when they called him Mister Mister Luther or Lex Luther, and he says, "That's my father." Yeah. yeah, he says, "That's my father. He's the old guard. He that's him. He's out of the way. I'm the new and improved version, or something to that yeah, effect." He's right. like a, he's like a dot com kid. He than... outright says, "Forget the Lex Luther that you know." That's my father. That's the past. Yeah. Right. This is their way of telling the the, the comic geeks who are going to flip out over these alterations to their characters, stop comparing to the old one because this right. is new. This is different. This and that's uh, uh, Superman says it. Batman says it. We well, all you, say it. Superman it was truth, justice in the American way. But in that one scene where he's watching football, mm-hmm. drinking a beer, yeah, it says it all right there. That's that's America. Yeah. 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 And later on in the movie, you have uh, Perry talking to Superman. Nobody cares about. This isn't. No, yes. He's yeah. talking to him. He says, this isn't 1934 anymore. 38. This, 
38. Okay. That's when, that's the that's year when Superman. Com- that's when Action Comics exactly. number one came out. He specifically says this is not 1938 anymore. So. The Superman you know that's been around for the last 70 years doesn't exist anymore. And this is not him in this movie. So forget the preconceived notions. Forget it. Drop it. It's That is the past. This is something new. And just so everybody knows, we still haven't gotten into our actual topic for the day. <laughs> yeah, no. We- <laughs> I mean, but I think, I mean, a lot of us too. I mean, I came up like with the, with the Batman cartoons, like I said, and it was like, that's dark. That was freaking dark for a me. cartoon. For a cartoon. For a cartoon, absolutely. You know, and I think that that's what this generation is. Like the generation now that we're that we're currently talking about is is used to things like that. Yeah. So, segue. Let's get right into what we're discussing then. Okay. All right. Because of this generation, because of what is happening in the world, uh, we I, I, the reason why I enjoyed Man of Steel subconsciously, and then Batman vs Superman made it. Out like outright obvious is the the fact that these movies are about our political climate. Absolutely. It's about mm-hmm. world issues. It's it's again the Marvel movies. Uh, not again, but the Marvel movies do kind of touch on them, but they keep it very light because it's Disney. It's fu- I'm well, sorry. Even it's if, Disney. If, even before it was Disney, they kept it light because they wanted to sell tickets. Yes, yeah. yes, because they wanted them to be successful. They wanted them to be PG thirteen. They wanted them to be PG technically. They wanted them to be accessible to all audiences, so kids can really watch it. So they right. build the next generation it. of followers. Yeah, and it seems that DC is kind of embracing the dark. Uh, and people are not allowing them to, which is why people are kind of shitting on them, I think. I think that they, they want them to be a little bit more accessible. And and the fact that something I've noticed over years is that people don't like movies that make them think. That make them, not think, not not think, that's the wrong word. Feel. Movies that make them, yeah, feel. The movies that make them question yeah, the reality that, that, that they live in. One big thing, one big movie we saw last year, and I've heard heard people shit on this movie about how terrible it was, but I absolutely loved every second of it was Transcendence. Yeah. The whole movie is about AI. Right. right? Johnny Depp is a... He's a he's a scientist who's working on artificial intelligence. All right? And he's come up with this that the problem with, with, with the artificial intelligence, the reason why it's not happening is because it's missing the human component right so they devise a way there's too many ways to to make a computer that a computer can't think like a human Mm -hmm. so using a human reasoning based on the history that a human has through its experiences Mm -hmm. you can't like you like um the fly. You can't teach a computer about skin. Yeah, you have to the, the, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Jeff Goldblum said it, it makes the computer like ba- like women women you know uh, uh, squeezing babies' cheeks. It makes them crazy. The flesh needs to make the computer. Or we have to teach the computer to be crazy to understand how to calculate properly life. Right. All right, and and and, and all of that. So that's I like that. That's good. <laughs> I, any anytime we can bring Cronenberg into conversation, <laughs> awesome. You yes, know, points for me. speaking of <laughs> speaking of totally a little off topic, but anybody wants a good a good long uh, uh, segue into Cronenberg and his films, listen to Death by DVD for the last two months. They've been doing all of Cronenberg's movies one at a time. This week they just got to the last one and they hit Videodrome, which is what they've been meaning up to. So you should check that out too. Yeah, yeah, my friends, my friends' podcast, Death by DVD. Hi, Hank. 
<laughs> uh, anyway, um, in Transcendence, he finds a way. He gets shot. Somebody shoots him because they feel that he's, he's uh, usurping God. So somebody shoots him and they laced the bullet with radiation. So even if the bullet didn't kill him, he dies of radiation poisoning. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's where people are like, oh, come on. Nonetheless, suspension of disbelief. At the moment of his death, they connect him to the computer. So his consciousness uploads into the computer. The computer literally records his consciousness. And now his consciousness is in the computer. And just like life, when he first gets, when his consciousness first comes into the computer, he's got to figure things out. So they have to connect the camera to it for him to be able to see. They have to connect the microphone for him to be able to hear them. And he learns, you know, the language, he's got to figure out the language a little bit and figure out how to communicate. And he, he's a little slow. They hook him up to the internet, and that becomes a, a sword. That becomes the first source of contention between his wife and their partner, who's been working on it with them. Where the partner is like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Well, why does he need the internet? Why does he need to be connected? That's not what he was about. Was about being part of this and needing more power." So that's our first source of content. That's actually that's the second because the first yeah. one is represented in the religious people who are saying that he's creating God. Somebody actually asks him that, right. "Aren't you creating God?" He's and what what is the word? He, what has he um, actually said? Um, they said, "Well, aren't you creating God?" He says, "Isn't that what humans have always done?" Yeah, and that what man has always done created God. Right. You know. Oh, or I haven't even seen the movie, and I'm like, that's yeah, that's basically mm -hmm. what humans have done. Yeah, they've always created God. And this <clears> is the first. We're just talking the first 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, we've gotten into that yet. And eventually, once he gets connected to the internet, he becomes smarter. He becomes faster. He and 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 he 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 takes money from from like offshore bank accounts and everything to to fund them building the station that he needs. He finds this place out in the middle of nowhere, and basically. They hire the entire this entire like town of it's like, people. It's like a foreclosure town. Yeah, and all the people in the town now work for them building building this uh, 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 this lab, this giant lab with the whole fucking. Uh, uh, it's got solar uh, with, panels or yeah, something like that. Yeah, there's an entire field of solar panels that are going to power him. So is so the whole thing is independently powered too. Right. Okay, and that's something that's social uh, uh, um, social commentary right there. You know, that this independently powered thing can actually be the source of income for an entire town. Yeah, no, it, it, it's where we have to go as a country. Yes, yes. You know, that everything these towns, needs to be self-sustainable. Yeah. And, um, and a company that goes into a small town can employ and save. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. So at the end of the movie, basically, it's leave, it leaves you questioning. I'm not going to explain how, what happens in the end, but at the end of the movie, it leaves you questioning yourself as to whether or not AI is our future. Should we be embracing turning into machines of sorts? Are we killing our humanity by, by doing this? Or are we enhancing our humanity? Have, does God exist? Have we created God? Are we, are, we, are we betraying God? What are we doing? And the movie leaves you feeling that way in the end where there's no definitive answer. It lets you, makes you question it. And you walk out of the movie theater like, Fuck, everything I ever thought, everything I ever believed just got put into question. And I think that's where people don't like. They don't like walking out of a movie unsure of how they feel 
about what just happened in the movie. And I think Batman vs. Superman did the same thing. It made people question how they truly feel about the world. No, and I, it wasn't as obvious as transcendence is, but it's subconscious in your brain. And that's what I want to discuss today. That's exactly what I want to talk about is those elements in the movie that I think made people subconsciously question everything and wonder where their allegiances do or do not lie. And they're not, and they just don't know where it, and, and that's what gives them that uneasy feeling. I think people don't like that. And that might be part of the problem. Well, I mean, that makes, like that it. makes perfect sense when you put it into context with Superman, where it's like Superman is the ultimate Boy Scout. He yeah. is the hero. Yeah. And suddenly now we're calling that into question. Mm-hmm. You know, now we have uh, very shocking imagery with, with, with Superman and, and essentially a victim mm-hmm. of Superman, where he, the uh, Wallace, right? Yeah. And the yeah. victim. Yeah. The, the victim. victim. He is a, he essentially leaves his wheelchair and climbs onto the monument of Superman and, and paints the words false, false god. god. Mm-hmm. To put it plainly, the way we've broken it down, Superman represents the Republican mindset. Right. And Batman represents the Democratic mindset. They are two entities working toward the same goal with completely different ways of going about it. Yes. All right. Batman is very localized, which is generally what the Democrats are. They're very internal. United States deal with the union and everything, you know, and Superman is the Republicans, which is very foreign policy. Right. Okay. So then Superman takes care of the entire world. Batman, like Democrats, they want to help people one at a time. Republicans feel greater good. Democrats are very individuals. State government. Yes, exactly. Power, the power of the state government yes, versus the, state, the power of the federal government. Precisely. Precisely. And that's that, that is a generalization, okay? There are obviously this is a, yes, we're going I for mean, broad generalization. The, the Democrats here. seem to have, you know, are are, are very um, can see the big picture whereas uh, Republicans I feel are very narrow-sighted. Um, they can only see what's, you know, in front of them. Yeah, yeah, they have worldview in mind, but they're narrow-minded in their in the execution. Time. Yes, how they get the execute the problem. Yes, and Batman is locally minded, but broad like action. In the film, Superman sees the fire on the television in Mexico, mm-hmm. and he goes there. There, forget all the other shit that's happening he in the fucking world. He was just looking at Bruce Wayne doing something over yeah. here, which was definitely more important because mm-hmm. he went downstairs specifically for that problem. Yeah, but this okay. took his attention, that, and he's going to go that way. He's going to go over that way. He's going to he's going to go and fix that problem without worrying about the consequences. Correct. Yeah, he's just going to swoop. He's just going to react to react he's just to the current swoop situation, in, which tends to be the Republican. American way of doing things. Correct. Swoop in and ah, we're going to fix. Deal, deal we're just going to fix your problems, and we're going to show up and fix all your problems in one short. And you're going to worship us for doing so. And then the backlash, <laughs> right? Which is a cocky way of doing yes, it. yes, and and that's exactly what happens because he gets things. there, he saves this little girl, and literally the entire town of people well, were, it's, he's worship a, him. He's a messiah. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's kind of the Republican mindset of doing things. Because, again, Republicans tend to be very religious-minded as well. Again, broad yeah. generalizations here. Only, I don't want only people recently, flipping out and I, saying Only you're recently wrong. I'm seeing that Republicans have become religious. No, I think that they're outright with it. But they will. I think they always have been. Because the majority of the country, the center area of the country is Bible Belt. Is Republican. Which is why it's well, called the Bible religion Belt. is, is but they, such but a big they, issue. But they now. vote Republican. They tend to oh, vote yeah, Republican. Regardless of what anybody in the in the, the Bible bet belt feels, you know, about, you know, jobs and the wall and taxes and everything mm-hmm. like that. Uh, and they're medical, gonna go for the religious guy. Yeah, and the religious guy tends to be the Republican nominee. Yeah. yeah. You know? Trump is the ex- the the exception to this. Trump is the exception to this. Yeah, let's 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 yeah. do Batman let's, versus Superman and Trump. Yeah, Trump <laughs> Trump is Trump is honestly he's shaking the fucking system. He, uh, he's shaking he, he, shit. He really up, is. You know? He really is. He's shaking shit up. Whether it's a good good thing or bad thing, that's not part that's of this up for discussion. Debate. Yeah, this was written quite some time before he decided to to run for president. Okay, yeah. so he's shaking shit up. So forget him for now. Yeah. All right, let's get into Wonder Woman. What does Wonder Woman represent? Well, Wonder Woman represents. My erection. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's my fucking hero. Don't say that shit. No. Uh, please. <laughs> Tough woman could beat awesome. the shit out of me. Awesome. Okay. And perfect casting with Gal Gadot. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. She's perfect. She's perfect. And if nobody understands why she's an Israeli, they'll all put through the military. She's tough. Mm-hmm. She's tough. Yeah. And Wonder Woman is tough. Mm-hmm. Okay. But um, yes, what she represents is the minority. The mi- I, 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 yeah, I, I personally feel whatever she the minority is, is, that's Wonder Woman. Now we said this before. I said this before the show. Wonder Woman is number one. She comes from a race of people who are extinct. Extinct. So she number one, she is the minority. Right. Number two, she's female, so she represents the female voice. Yeah. Uh, number three, she is she's a tough chick. She's a very also, she's yeah. a strong. She's a very strong woman, which represents also, which represents what what society would. She's she must be a lesbian. She's butch. Yeah. She's not. She may be a woman, but she doesn't represent. Or she doesn't. Know, she doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't, the, she doesn't hold the the. the she doesn't the portray herself standard. as the lowest lane woman in distress. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, or or it's or it's um, perceived as cute. Mm. Oh, look at that. She's tough. Yes. She thinks she's she can tough. be taken in one way or another. Half the people, some people will see her as, well, she's just, she's just, she's a, just, she's a lesbian, yeah, a she's man-hating like, lesbian, because she's obviously at odds against both Superman and Batman. You know, in her view, right. she's at odds with them, right, so she, she can I mean, be seen even, as the man-hating lesbian. She even goes so far as to say the, the problem oh, with boys, the, the problem with boys is that they don't share. Mm-hmm. You know, so she does set herself up as that, like, anti-male Yes. So she represents. Essentially, what you're saying is that she's the people. She's the people. Yeah. There she's, you go. She represents the the over. I, I don't think it's the, the liberals or the Green Party or anything like no, that. Yeah. She people. represents the people. Yeah. And how they're being pulled her, into so many different directions. And she turned her back on the world based on the war that she saw and the war which was waged by our political system. Well, I mean, go, yeah, so going to that. So she's the people who have decided. You know what? 
I've had it with your bullshit. Yeah, the two and we're just gonna the two party system doesn't work. And, yes, and, and that, she represents that voice. that voice as well. That of again, again, like he's exactly anti two party system. That these guys are out I, of their minds. Yeah, because when she says, you know, I left humanity many years ago. You know, I and essentially to paraphrase, because I don't remember the exact quote. It's a hundred years ago. A hundred years ago, because I just humanity is no longer good. Yeah, and it's almost like her, like in this interpretation, is her saying the system is is broken. Correct. Yeah, and, and I mean that's I think that's her voice is that she is the voice that this party is. And, and she's saying this to broken. Batman, who yeah. represents portion of society. Yes, the society. She, she, says it to, she says it to him. Um, um, she's like, boys don't share. She was essentially is, saying that. Yeah. Which is exactly what's happening. Our political parties don't want to share. Yeah. They want one or the other. They want black or white. It's either you're Superman or you're Batman. You're one or the other. And that is shown in the visions that Batman gets where that is the Republican Party taking over. You know? In where when yeah. Superman, when Superman, and this is in, in the whole Dark Side, uh, Dark Seed uh, storyline, where. Basically, he be, he creates the Superman army, where if you're not with Superman, you're against him. And that's what the Republicans have been feeding us for the last 15 fucking years. If you're not with yeah, us, you're, you're against, against you're, us. You're with the terrorists. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's how Superman handles the problem. And in the comics, you probably know this better than you, you can get into more detail of this. But when it comes to that whole dark side storyline... um. The Superman army is just that. The superheroes that are with Superman are part of the Superman army. The ones who are against him might as well be killed. They are terrorists. Correct. And that's how the Republicans tend to see things, black or white. You're with us or you're against us. And that has been, again, that's been shoved down our throats for 15 15 fucking years. To be a little fair, though, I think it it now has become a Democratic and Republican thing. Where it's like, you know, we've had this Democratic president in in the office now for eight years and we put a Republican Congress or Senate, whichever one it was. And they're literally working against him just because it's him. And that's represented in Batman. I think it's blaming Superman for everything. Batman is now seeing things as black and white. You're either with me or you're against me. And if you're not with me, you're part of Superman and you're against me. And that has been orchestrated. I mean, his conversations with with Alfred show that I Mm -hmm. think. And Alfred is again, Another voice, just like a voice of reason. Almost. Yes, he's that voice of reason. That people who are like, look, what? No, we got to work together here. Yeah, you, we you, need you, to work together. He, he is not our enemy, mm. and he really just wants Bruce Wayne to find a nice girl and settle down. Settle down. <laughs> Stop hunting. Settle down so that there is and, a next and make a next generation, generation of, of Wayne's for me yeah. to get me for yeah. me to have a job. That's yeah. really what Alfred wants. Is he, he wants just wants job, job security? Yeah, job security. That's all he cares about. That and so Alfred represents the unions, I guess. Yeah, he does. But, <laughs> Job um, security. That's all but, he really um, wants. <laughs> you know. We have two different versions of this, of what is black and white. And it, technically, they're working on the same side. Yeah. But because of their opposing methods of going about it, hmm. it seems like you have to choose a side now. Well, do you want to do it Batman's way or do you want to do it Superman's way? And that's really what this country is has come down to. That's what the world is coming to, where we're we're being forced to choose sides because of these political parties. And these political parties are being are being puppeteered by some men behind the scenes, by this ruling elite, you would call it. Some people call it an Illuminati, which I think is ridiculous, but nonetheless, there are definitely there's definitely puppeteers. Yes, there's definitely people with money 
who are sh- who they, are they, causing things to work in they, their favor, and that's Lex Luthor. Correct. He is representing they're that motivated billionaire by elite, that that point one percent of the population that makes all the decisions of the planet, and we all just have to abide by it. Which is really interesting because I just realized this now. Um, if we actually take this interpretation and apply it, um, when we have Wonder Woman um, as the voice of the people, and then we have Batman, who's Democrats, um, when they first meet, they are meeting at Lex Luthor's party. Yep. That and he's invited. That he's invited them both. He's too. invited Batman too and Superman. They're both. So we're in. almost now saying that it's only the people who have mm-hmm. access to that society and, now, now and that level of society that can question. really make the changes, which I think is really an an, an awesome reading well, that I just did. He's here's a question now. At this point, Lex Luthor already knows who they both are, doesn't he? Yes, which We're so, also it doesn't adds say to the, it the belief that it's the Illuminati or yeah. what have you. Lex Luthor, now while nobody knows who each, they don't even know who each other are. Superman figures out he's Batman because he's fucking listening to him. Yes. He the, hears it. He yeah. hears him talking to He can to, hear him, uh, so he Alfred. figures out that he's Batman, but he has no idea that this is Superman standing in front of him. Right. He doesn't realize that until later, okay? But Lex Luthor obviously knows this, and that comes in that... Superman, where he says Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne, and in one in one yeah. sitting here, who would have thought that? He slaps the chest he's, of Clark Kent. Yeah, and he's like, I would oh, not want to pick a fight with this man. Yeah. I would not want to pick a fight. No, <laughs> almost outright saying, "I know who you both are." Yeah, and wait until you see what I have in store for the both of you. Yet they don't pick up on it, no. and they don't exactly <laughs> because they're so busy focused on the other one. The Republican is the Republican Superman is so busy focused on what's directly in front of him and Batman is so busy focused on all this shit that's happening around so him so strong Again, so yes. smart they're not if they seeing. put their brains and body <laughs> together mm-hmm. which is the end of the movie right which is where we come to which in the end when, if when they the were to work together yes. the two of them yes when the when society combines the republicans and democrats and they finally work together we can overpower Right. This ruling the impossible, elite, we can overpower these puppet masters that are making everything yeah. happen. Yeah. yeah, you know. So then, Darkseid would be like greed. Technically, Eric. We don't now again in this movie. We don't know Darkseid. Darkseid. In this multi, this part of the multiverse. Yeah. I don't know what he represents as of yet. Okay. It could be just overall power. Now, for those who don't know, power, before yeah, you get into okay. that, for those who don't know, in the movie, Darkseed is there. You just his, don't know it. They don't mention om- him. Yeah, his the Omega symbol is burned is into is in the is in the ground in the desert. Scorched in the ground. Yes. Not the desert, but it's the city of Gotham. Is it the set that it was when uh, okay, yeah, yeah that's when, what, that's when what it is. Okay. Bruce Wayne dressed up as Batman in the trench coat mm-hmm. is in, the, in, the, in that dream sequence, mm-hmm. uh, comes out. The first thing he sees when he looks out out of his binoculars is the Omega symbol scorched in the earth, mm-hmm. and that's, that's dark the seeds. dark side, dark side, dark seed, dark, dark, dark seed, dark side. That's his symbol. Yeah. All right. Um, and the fire um, coming out of the background, mm-hmm. uh, out of the ground, out of the earth, is what the planet of apocalypse looks like. So it's being it's it's leading me to believe. not Marvel apocalypse, 
No. Different apocalypse. No, no, different apocalypse. Actually, it's the planet apocalypse. Apocalypse. Yeah. Yes. All right. Just to be clear, just yeah. for now, those who don't read who the don't yeah. know the difference yes, between just to be clear. Marvel and DC. Yeah. It's the planet apocalypse, not the character apocalypse. Yes. yes. Um but it's it's being terraformed to look like apocalypse. Because that's Dark Seeds. That's Dark Seeds or Dark Side's right? planet. Yeah. That's where he comes from. All right. So he is doing exactly what Zod wanted to do, was terraform the planet Correct. into Krypton. Now, Darkseid is doing the same thing, only toward See, now his that's planet. that's interesting. Now, if you're playing Zod mm-hmm. to the Republicans... What? Because technically Zod is... Zod? No, Zod is representing the terrorist. Okay, the terrorist. The outside terrorist force the, and the Remember, republicans the, are fighting him in george bush yeah. and yeah. 9 11 yeah okay 9 happened destroyed the fucking city and then the republicans went to war against the terrorists and basically destroyed even more yeah created more destruction across yeah. the planet made everybody they, fucking hate us right and then gave the power to isis and all them because we're the which assholes gave that rise, came in and, which gave rise to more yeah. baddies to show up you know, mm-hmm. and that's in the fall of Gotham, which is oh, oh, which is what Perry says. Oh, you know, crime, crime wave, wave in Gotham. It's Gotham. Water, water, wet. wet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, breaking news. You know, uh, oh, terrorists, evil. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. essentially that's it. that's it. It's essentially we're saying, okay, they're bad. Gotcha. Right. You know, terrorists, but, religious nuts. But the but the point you know? is that that when it came in Man of Steel and Batman, you're looking at this as. The Republican mindset of just going out there and policing the world has actually created the terrorists. Right. Because we literally did create them. 30 fucking years ago, there was another war that people that, would, that, would, that was going on where we trained these people. We gave them everything they needed to fight. Right. And then the Cold War ended. Right. And now they're using it against us because we came in. And not only did we train them, we took over their, their, their entire way of life. The symbolism of this movie is literally following what's been going on in our yeah, political climate. Yeah, and it's got some climate. really shocking images. I mean, clearly the beginning of, of Batman vs. Superman is clearly a take on 9-11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which um, you didn't see so much from the, from the point of view in Man of Steel. I mean, it's, mm. it's there. It's, ob- it's, it's more subconscious. But when you're watching it from Batman's perspective, looking up at this yes, building... Well, remember... Yeah. I mean, you're old enough to remember. I'm old enough to remember. This, you know, they're, they're, the students going into high school learning about history today, we, we talked about it in, in a car, are learning about 9-11 for the first time that didn't in experience 9-11. Yeah, they're, they're experiencing 9-11 as a history lesson All right. for the first time this year. Correct. Okay, because they were not alive mm-hmm. or they were just babies yeah. when it was... When it happened. When yeah. it happened. But you remember watching the footage... You remember, I mean, the cameras were... On the ground, on looking the, up. On the ground. The very famous images where the, there was a news crew or something on the ground. They were doing some yeah. documentary or something like that. And then it, that's the very famous one yeah, of, of the plane going across. That's what I'm talking about. The uh, pan. That, that, I don't yeah. know what that phone... I, that, no, that was, that was... They were doing a documentary on, the, on, on a New York City fire department. Okay. And they just happened to be filming the, the, uh, uh, the, the firemen out in the street. When the plane went by, when the first plane went by overhead. Right, and crashed into the, the building. Yeah, they mm-hmm. just happened to be there. Right. And the, yeah. boom, there it is. Yeah. Right. And yeah, then the dust was... cloud when the building collapsed. I mean, you, 
I mean, I can't yeah. help because that's my reference in my lifetime. I can't help but connect the two. Yeah. And right. that's and that's the whole beginning of Batman versus Superman, showing you all right, we we just experienced nine eleven again. Right. Now there was now they said that there was another um that 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 uh 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 uh, the Dark Knight movies, the Chris Nolan Batman movies, were also were were like what was it? The one with the Joker, uh, the Dark Knight, was heavily all about nine eleven, and I didn't get that. I don't see that. I at didn't all. see it. A lot of people. That's apparently widely accepted that the Dark Knight is about nine eleven, and the Joker is representative of that. And it's I didn't represented. Of, I don't um, get. I didn't the get Joker it. Joker or Bane. No, 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 no. The Joker. The Joker. That him and his chaos and and like the buildings that he blew up and that and then it goes into the dark because you know what? Okay. The truth is, anybody who knows these movies and knows the story, Bane was not supposed to be there. Heath Ledger died. Yeah. So we had to create a new villain. Right. But Dark Knight Rises was supposed to be the Joker. Right. That is not a Bane plan. What happened in the Dark Knight is not a Bane plan. That is the Joker's plan. If you take Dark Knight Rises and you substitute Bane for the Joker, suddenly this movie makes perfect fucking sense because the Joker is all about chaos in Gotham. Mm. When does Bane care about chaos in Gotham? Well, Bane wants power. Bane wants control. He's a mad genius. Yeah, well, he also wants money in the comics. Yes, um, but that, but that's and money is power. He's not about chaos in Gotham. That's well, what Joker has always been about: is well, causing chaos. I always chalked it up to Christopher Nolan had intentions, and David um, Groyer mm-hmm. wrote, wrote the script. And Batman Begins was a realistic take on yeah. Batman. Yeah, all right, because they fucked that up with the Schumacher films. I mean, uh-huh. whatever they did with the Tim Burton films was stylish. Right. And they brought, you know, they made it into an adult and they erased the Adam West, which, classic camp, you know. Mm-hmm. I can see those three movies still being history of the DC universe. I can totally see them fitting. Oh, if that is upon, Batman's it history. It depends upon where the rest of this... If, I can if, see it. If you take it right now and stick it As in there, is right now. As it, it is right now, you could stick it in there. Yes, that'll yeah. work. And and after all of that, everything that he went through, uh, uh, having to fake his own death and everything, and then and then at some point, obviously having to come back and telling you know, okay, you know what, I'm I'm actually still alive. Yeah, I'm alive. But and that explains I, memory loss and everything like that. Well, I don't know about memory loss. I would that's say how that, that everybody usually, if you come back after being gone, uh, for two, that's what happened after the death of Superman. Clark, where have you been all this time? Oh, I was trapped. Oh, uh, explained away. Yeah, explained away. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I I saw that. I can see it being his history. It's not officially, but I can just see it that way, and I like that. Because it, it, it adds a bit to why Batman is the way he is right now. After all that tragedy he went through and everything he went through to save this fucking city, you know, now he, had, he did all of that and he, and he faked his own death. Right. And now he has to come back and do it again. He still has to save this city. It's almost like everything he went through was in vain because it's still being taken, being overrun. Yeah, well, you were talking about um, fitting... The, the Nolan films into these new films. Yeah, I, I can see that as a background for me. For me, for me, not. for you, um, it's not. It's not. It I, I got to be honest to with you. They're going to do a new Batman trilogy. It's uh-huh. going to be headed up by Ben Affleck. Yeah. Um, it's not going to tie into the Christopher no. Nolan uh, no. films uh, at all. 
And, um, you know, even though Nolan took liberties and Groyer took liberties with the characters, yeah. um, they really did put them into real world. Realis- uh. Something I listened to, it was an interview that I listened to on, on another podcast where they spoke to someone. They were talking about, um, they were talking about a, a, a story structure and just writing scripts and things like that. And right. they got into the subject of Batman vs. Superman. The podcast was actually like the week before Batman vs. Superman came out. And they were talking, the, 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 the writer that they were speaking to said that years ago, the, uh, I, I believe Zack Snyder, Dave Goyer, and the DC people actually met with a psychologist. And this psychologist's job was to um, break down the, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Psychological tendency, psychological Yes, disorders. but what's the word? The psychological profile? The profile, yeah. Break down the psychological profile of Batman and Superman. If they were real, what would their psychosis be? <laughs> so that would that be almost could... frightening. Yeah. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. What would their psychosis be? Superman. God complex. And that's what we have in this new Superman. Yeah. He has a God complex. Yeah, he does things without people, caring. And that's what people's problem with him even, is. Yeah, he even states that I don't care what other people say. He has a God complex. That's what people's problem with, Bat, with Superman is right now. And if you really think about it, that's what Superman always has been. It's just never been... In your face like that, you know, and, and they broke down what's, what, what Batman's psychosis was as well. And when you look at these movies, it is to a T what they are. He's like split personality. No, not split. They call it a, a disassociative identity. Right. You know, um, he's, uh, he's a psychopath because as Bruce Wayne, he almost feels no empathy for human beings whatsoever. He's just this carefree, blah, blah, blah. And Superman has the same thing. He is also psychopath with no empathy. But they act on it based on a preconceived notion that they should. Based on someone telling them that this is what they should be doing. Now, when you really look at Batman in these, in, in, in Batman versus Superman, you pointed this out, Lynn. You pointed this out that we don't have Bruce Wayne in this at all. There is no Bruce Wayne in Batman vs. Superman. Right. He is Batman with or without the costume. Yes. He is Batman. Bruce Wayne because Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne saves people. Bruce Wayne, no he doesn't. Bruce Wayne is a playboy. He is a cover. No, in this movie I meant. In this one, yes, yes. In this movie, he is Batman with or without. And the, the, the fight between Zod and Superman, 9-11, changed him and killed Bruce Wayne. 9-11, that explosion, all of that... All that chaos. ...destroyed the cover story of Bruce Wayne. Because you kind of have to ask yourself, like, they, they chose in the beginning to have him be Bruce Wayne. Yeah. yeah well, like, he could again, easily run down to his bat cave, gotten in his bat ship, and, 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 but he didn't. He, yeah. he chose to be a man, yeah. and he dro- they chose for him to be bat Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and they I had a friend in. of mine who actually said he didn't find the beginning of Batman vs. Superman believable because, well, who the fuck would run into that? 
and save people. And first off, number one, people did. Yeah. When that yes. shit, when, that when those on. buildings fell, people ran into it to Absolutely. save others. Absolutely. So number yeah. one, that fucking happened. Oh yeah. And number two, he's fucking Batman. Yeah. It's, if anyone, if, is if, gonna, if anyone's gonna do it, it's Batman. fucking Batman. <laughs> but all of those people, and are, that was the, at the death ground, of at, at Ground Bruce Zero. Wayne. Yeah. At all those people at Ground Zero. Were Batman and Superman? Yes, mm-hmm. they absolutely they were. All were. All those policemen. Yes. All those firemen. Now they it's interesting. Were I, I was listening to to a podcast um, that actually mentioned the um, riderless horse in the dust uh, dust cloud. Yeah. Um, and almost in saying that that was the symbol for those heroes who rushed in. Mm-hmm. It was like their. They rushed in and lost their lives. They rushed in and lost their lives. So that riderless horse that rides out of the, the dust cloud was almost like that a memorial or a tribute yeah. to them. Right. Okay. But I mean, that's kind of like what struck me. It was like, you know, why is he Bruce Wayne in this? And I kind of, that's because, I think that's where our conversation led And then to. when he becomes, when he really becomes Batman in the movie, when he's Batman... The He's majority no longer like of the a time, man, either in that suit. Well, that suit is like it's it heavy. creates it's a monster. Big. It's a monster. It's, it's a monster. And on it's, top of that, exactly, it's it's a bigger suit. He's only in the suit as a protection yeah. from Superman. Yeah. Now he is in the regular Batman suit as well. Even that suit has is battle damaged and scarred it, yes. and everything like that. Yes. Just like he is. Mm-hmm. He's like this. And again, you when you see him wake up in the morning, pill popping. Washing it down with a drink, mm-hmm. a naked girl in the bed, you know, yeah. sleeping and around. And that's the remnants of Bruce Wayne that's still there, but he doesn't. He's he, not, he doesn't feel him. anything anymore. It's not mm-hmm. his personality anymore. Mm-hmm. He is Batman all the time. And it's he interesting, is, like a- he is that Avenger. Where he's not doing it out of empathy anymore. He's doing it because he feels it's his duty to do it, and that's it. Yeah. This yeah. is what I have to do. Yeah, he has a conversation with Superman where he says, No man stays good. Yeah. Or something like that. And it's like, This is clearly a fallen Batman. This yeah. is clearly. This like- isn't that Batman who does it for the feeling of, of saving people. Yeah, he well, doesn't feel that. He there's says, no feelings, yeah, no emotion in it. He says it at the end of the movie. He says, I bet you your parents taught you. That you know, there's good in this world, world and everything yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents taught me that you you can't make any change unless you die in the ditch. Yeah. Or so I'm, I'm, para- something, I'm something paraphrasing. Yeah. Yes. Um, I would have to write it down. It taught me something by dying in the street. That that's what they he he learned from watching them dying in the street. Oh, your father taught you to be a good man, and da, da, da. my yeah. father taught me the same, just by dying in a ditch or something like that. Essentially, um, we're we're all saying the same thing. Yeah. yeah, but you get the idea. It's kind of like uh, that that painting that uh, Lex Luthor brings up. You know, it's very symbolic for the movie. I think where you know he kind of talks about. We all know that um, devils don't come from down below; they come from above. You mm-hmm. know, and it's sort of like this. The it, that sort of is, I think, Snyder kind of pointing out that that's the difference now because we have. You know, Bruce Wayne, who's on the ground, who is a man who started here. He didn't come from the skies like a god. You know, he was a man. And then we have Superman, who was, who's essentially now a god. You falling know, from the sky. Falling from the sky. And it's kind of like the two of them meeting where, like, they're, like I said before, this, was, this is a fallen Batman. Like, he is not, he's more bat than man at this point, essentially. Mm-hmm. And he, and, Which and, is, is part of the dream sequence with, um, yeah. 
man bat. I think he, uh, you know, I think he's dreaming of man bat, but, mm -hmm. you know, the giant bat yes. coming out of the coffin, yeah. biting him. He, that's, that's what that represents. That's his, his alternate identity to just yeah. taking over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Attacking him and, 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 and overpowering the Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Mm. Biting him because that's how vampires become. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He becomes the monster. He becomes the bat. He becomes the Batman that, that he's always tried to separate. That monster of the world. That monster was supposed to strike fear in others now is something that like he wants. he's embracing all the time. Yeah. 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 And let me just point out that Bruce Wayne always is dreaming. And Clark Kent is always talking to dead ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is what happened in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So to maybe connect that, so you're saying maybe the Democrats would look always look forward into the future. The Republicans react based on the past. Correct. Okay. The the Democrats would be look the Democratic side of things would react what, based yeah, on what could what happen. We, what, look at what and we the have Republicans, done. The Republicans based on what has always, happened. Yeah, Republicans are always saying Look at the, the, the Second Amendment, mm -hmm. the right to bear arms. This was here. The, we we this, can't betray this, that. Yeah. We, you can't do that. And the leftist, and the leftist liberal, the more democratic side says, but wait a minute, that's not the world we live in anymore. Correct. And I think that, that this entire movie is an exact metaphor for that. And, I, and that's why I don't understand why people don't like it. I think that's part of why they don't like it. No, because, because it's it makes so you different. think. <laughs> yes, because it's so different. It gives you a different Batman and Superman. But that Batman and Superman were written 50, 60, 70, 80 years. 75 years, years 75 ago. 75 years ago, this, these characters were created. That's how old these characters yeah, are. Yeah, in an entirely different world. Yeah. Superman came from a world... Of World War Two, yeah, yeah, a world that we lived with Nazis, where they were over there, they were over there. The threat was over there, yeah, and we're safe over here because if they come this way, we can see them coming. We can't see them coming anymore. Mm. This world is different. Yeah, the enemy is no longer over there. The enemy is here. Yeah, amongst who us. the enemy is though is confusing. Is confusing. Well, <laughs> yeah. Everyone and seems to be the enemy. Uh, well, everybody seems anybody, to be the enemy. Anybody and everybody can, everybody can that, be the enemy. Yeah, everybody yeah. that disagrees with you is the enemy, yeah. which is basically why yeah. Lex Luthor was the, the enemy. Yeah. He is he's the enemy because he is he's against everyone but himself. Correct. He's only out for the for the good of himself and others like him. No, In this movie, there are no others like he's, him. He's also... He, he's not just out for number one. I mean, he sort of is, but... He clearly seriously thinks that both of these men are a threat. Because well, he, he's that they're a threat to him. Yeah. yeah no, but well, he says, you know, when you try and wake people up, when you try and shake people awake and see this. All know. right. If you look at the movie in its own context, standing by itself, yes, you're right. But the truth is Lex Luthor wants to rule the planet. Right. He wants he wants complete and total power no, over yeah, everything. He's, he's wants, like a yes, lobbyist. global domination. He's like a lobbyist. He's going he's gonna to right motivate now, people. Right now, right he's now. working as a lobbyist, but yeah. Lex Luthor wants global domination. He wants to be the king of the world. And the biggest threat to him... I don't know, maybe him, that's the problem, because I don't see that. Yet. That's what I'm trying well, to say. that's the thing. That's and maybe Lex that's Luther. why people had such a problem with him, because I don't think it's there. I mean, even when he alludes to, to the thing that's coming he's at the got, end of the movie, he's now calling it a bigger and badder thing. And I think that's the, the other issue that The thing that's coming I, is Darkseed. 
That's the thing. Uh, hold on, because and at the end he was. We've also haven't addressed the mother boxes. The mother boxes are what um, used to transport one per uh, one creature from one place to another. Yeah, across the universe mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, it's uh, what's used um, to make cyborg. Cyborg. Cyborg, essentially. Um, and we see that in a quick flash. In a quick, yeah. flash. quick flash. In that video. Uh, yeah. Which it, is great because in the theatrical version, we have Batman watching this mm-hmm. and seeing all this. In the, in the ultimate, ultimate edition, he's showing it to Wonder Woman, and it's Wonder Woman who sees this video. Now, Batman finds it, but we don't see what he finds. Correct. Later on, he takes these files... And yeah. Wonder Woman and is looking shares. at them. And he, he shares. He shares. He shares it with Wonder again, Woman. Democratic. And that's how she becomes involved in this. They can evolve, a little, they can evolve <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. And you know they share with women because they're looking to the future. Correct. Yes. The mother box is um, created, and it's a product that's on Apocalypse, mm-hmm. so that people can, the alien creatures that are on Apocalypse can travel to other parts of the universe. Yeah. And that's how. Darkseed gets here. That's how Darkseed and arrives. His pa- uh, and his parademons. Or yeah, the all- flying creatures we yeah, see the, fl- in it. the flying creatures yes. are parademons. So, so yes, we are definitely going Darkseed with yeah. this. There is no question. Mm-hmm. Those are his demons. That is his symbol. This is everything. Right. Now, all of this, I should also get into the new gods, is written by uh, Jack Kirby. Jack mm-hmm. Kirby left Marvel for a while, went over to DC, wrote um, a story called New Gods, which is... Dark side and uh, parademons and everything like that. Um, he also wrote another character called Steppenwolf. At the end of Superman, um, Batman versus Superman, Lo- um, Lex Luthor is in some sort of tub with glittery water. I think. No, that's the uh, that's Zod's ship. Yeah, he's in. He's the, in Zod's he's, ship, he's, but he's in a tub of water. Well, he's well. No, it's the whole room is just this liquid that he created Doomsday out of, and he's creating. Well, that's more it. creatures. No, it's not more creatures. That creature is Steppenwolf. He's showing him the mother boxes. Yeah, which is where what he needs to get. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, and that's referred to in the Justice League trailer that was shown at yeah. San Diego Comic Con, the Mother Boxes, which I haven't seen yet. Oh, you haven't? No. Okay. <laughs> so, so when he when he refers to something bigger coming, yes, he's talking about Darkseed. Yeah, he's talking think, about him. But I think but that Lex Luthor being Lex Luthor is going to align himself with Darkseed so he could have power. Right, but because think- Lex Luthor's psychosis is that he is the smartest man in the room at all times. Right. Yeah, but when get- And no, that's when- why Jesse Eisenberg is perfect for that yeah, because when- that's what he plays. Yes. But I He's think that always we just- that character who's the smartest man in the room. Yeah. Always. We just didn't play we didn't force that storyline enough, no. I don't think, in this one. And no, I think because that's, I think they want to leave it in the audience where there was clearly no real villain. I mean, I know that it's called Batman versus Superman, but yeah. we but we but the general audience is used to hero villain. Well hero, you know why though well, you know? just say something. And then we have two note. heroes that are also sort of villains in this story that we're vilifying our heroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and well, then our villain doesn't really 
I mean, in the theatrical cut especially, it's not really clear that he did set this up. Yeah. I didn't walk away from the theatrical no. cut and thinking I did, that Lex though. Luthor was behind I it. I did, but that's because but you know I know more of the story. Well. Yeah. I know more of the story. Yeah, well, that's. I also know where where it was and yeah. where it was going as well. Right. All right. And I also know that, I'm sorry, but I got to get back into the comic book aspect of things. Um, fans have been talking about doing a new Superman movie and a new Batman movie for years. They've been talking about wanting to do The Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. We've got elements of that in this movie. We've been talking about wanting to do The Death of Superman. We've got elements of that in this movie. They did what the fans wanted. They just did it differently. Yeah. Okay. They didn't do it. They didn't do it in a standalone film. They've also been fans have been demanding that they do a collective DC Universe film mm-hmm. series of films. Right. Okay. We haven't gotten there yet. We haven't gotten. Avengers there. didn't come out first. Hmm. No. We had five movies before it. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. They didn't uh, start off with the uh, you know. They did Iron Man and Incredible Hulk the same year. Mm-hmm. Iron Man got critical acclaim, mm-hmm. okay, and it did very well. The Hulk did well, but not as well. Yeah, it didn't. You know, it just you know Ed Norton yeah. didn't want. They, it. They We'd already just had. We had just had a shitty Hulk. Yeah. yeah. So people were just like, I don't need another one. Yeah. yeah. We don't need another one. All right. Um, it's just like X Men. We just had plenty of shitty X Men. How many more shitty X Men movies are we gonna get? Doesn't matter how good people say Days of Future Past was. Most people didn't see it because we already had three really shitty fucking movies at that point. And let me tell you something. The first X Men movie I just watched it recently doesn't hold up very well. No, yeah. no, it doesn't. I've watched it a couple times. All right. As far as I'm concerned, those films are aged, uh, aged terribly. Yeah, and. The Wolverine movie and Days of Future Past, which are the last movies to have come out, oh really hold up fine. Mm. But I mean, Hugh Jackman is great as Wolverine. He yeah. is. I just don't think it's it was that that Wolverine movie was good. Well, no, it, it, you know, but they just don't. They just don't know. They just don't. They know what, didn't stick. They to had. The they didn't get it right. But you also want to know what? I read more X Men comics, and I'm probably a little bit more judgmental of the X Men storylines. Did Iron Man get it right? Yeah. Did you read Iron Man? No. See, and that's where my that's where I come in with this. I don't care if they got the comics right. No. Well, I don't give it. a shit. And the majority of the of the audience no. doesn't that's give it. a shit. Uh, that's what I'm trying to get because it's a, trying to comic get books don't make nine hundred million dollars. Right. Comic book movies make nine hundred million dollars. The day you get two hundred and fifty million Americans to read one single comic book, all of them, not take the same comic and get them all yep. into it. Well, no, so I, $900 million worth of sales of one comic line. The day that happens, I'll say you need to stick to the comics. But it doesn't. It doesn't. Because people don't care about comic books. Iron they Man care too. about comic book it, movies. Yeah. They care about cosplaying. They care about making it something they can enjoy. It's a yeah. thrill but ride. But the truth is... Comic book fans ruin comic books for everyone else. Yeah. These days they do. Absolutely. Yeah. They always have. That's bullshit. Well, no, I, any right. single you go to a comic book, you go to a comic book store 20 years ago, some girl walks in, every fucking guy in that room is going to quiz her and grill her and stare at her tits. Yeah. Yeah, but and that's it. These Until days Until the last 10 yeah. years, girls could not enjoy comics. They were not allowed mm. to. Hell, when I was growing up, like she said growing up, her parents said comic books are for boys. Yep. And and comic book fans have facilitated that. They have pushed that 
thought that you are not good enough to, to read my comic books. That's just how comic book geeks are. Yeah. Video game geeks are like that. Yep. Fucking horror geeks are like that. Metalheads are like that. Sports They're, sports fans are like that. Mm -hmm. You either know every fucking stat there is, or you're not a true fan. But the, the the and the reason that we're seeing it highlighted so much now with the comic book fans is because it's, we're we're such an interactive. They found a way to society. mainstream it. They found a way to mainstream yeah, they, they, comic book heroes. The internet. And the internet, they have all this access yeah. to it. They can, they can literally watch a trailer, go to Rotten Tomatoes, and hit one star. Yeah. yeah by the but, numbers, yeah, you know. They can rate the movie publicly before the movie even comes out. And 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 Mario is a big comic book guy. All right, and he, regardless of whether the movies are good or bad, he's like, he's always said, I will go see them, because. 15 years ago, if you would have told me that there was going to be a comic, it was going to be a fucking movie about Ant-Man coming out, or an Aquaman movie, or Iron Man was going to be a $2 billion uh, uh, yeah. box office success, that three Iron Man movies were going to make billions, and Avengers, if you had told me 15 years ago that we were going to have billion-dollar Marvel The movie, actors were going to be fighting over the roles. He's like, I would have laughed. I would have thought that is the biggest joke that would have never happened. 15 years ago, this would have never happened, and you couldn't even foresee it happening. But every comic book fan in the world was, well, why can't they do this? There's so many good stories. Make the movies. Make the movies. Now that they're making the movies, they're fucking bitching that they're not following 50 years of comic book stories. Are you kidding me? Yeah. They take these movies, they take some liberties into it, just like they do whenever a new writer comes into a comic book series. Right. They change the story, they change a little bit of the origin, they alter this, they alter that they for a new story. Hey, listen, and it, 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 that's what it was the with, the, with Iron Man 2, the villain, mm. Whip, uh, Whiplash, played by Mickey Rourke, Ivan Danko. Mm -hmm. Ivan Danko? I don't know. Mm. Based mm. on two villains. Yeah. Whiplash was a mercenary. Yeah. The uh, the uh, Ivan Danko Mickey Rourke played was Crimson Dynamo, mm -hmm. completely different armor. Yeah. Okay, that he built at the end of the movie. It shot a beam out of his head. That's not cool. <laughs> and that was and 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 this is why I look at it. And when people shit on the DC movies, I say if you had somebody said to you that based on Iron Man two, and Thor, and 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 the Hulk, Hulk. that. Marvel was going to continue to build, build this yes, this dynasty, that this Marvel dynasty was going to be built on the backs of Iron Man 2 and the Hulk and Thor. Could you have ever seen this happening? Not saying that they're bad movies, but you could never see them catapulting a hundred billion dollar... Absolutely not. A, a, ...a film franchise. You could never see it. You'd be like, no, you know what? They're cool for right now, I, 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 but I a couple of years from now, nobody's going to give a shit if they stay on this path. And that's how I see it. Like, you're shitting on DC for not getting it 100% right out of the gate. Yeah. I'm sorry. I think they did get it right. I think they did it just fine. Well, no, I mean, but I, I mean, I was going to say, going back to kind of what we were talking about earlier, I think but there's the growing pains. The X-Men, I think the real problem with the X-Men. Well, the X-Men wasn't technically Marvel. No. That's... That's what I'm saying. Marvel produced. Okay. That's what I'm trying to. Of well, course, no, but I was going to say the X Men. The X Men is about outcasts. It's especially about the gay community. I mean, that's sort of what he was commenting on back during the time of the X Men. And um, 
you know, I think by having to popularize it and to make it a mass media product, it kind of loses its essence because you're not connecting with them as social outcasts. You're sort of connecting with them as superheroes. And, yeah. and, and, and also... Because you want superheroes. Yeah. yeah. And also, remember, there was a time that superhero films were just not taken seriously. No. no. And no. they killed the villain at the end of every... Yeah. What, what, the Joker died at the end of the... Fr- the Joker has lived for 50 fucking years in the comics. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he never he never dies. He never dies because Dude Batman doesn't kill. That and got because Batman and- doesn't kill, and that's Batman's rule, and that's their loophole to keep him from losing villains. When we have an idea to do with a villain later on, well, we can't kill them, so Batman doesn't kill. Yeah. So that'll let, that'll allow us to keep villains going and going and going. Right. Which is why DC was seen as cheesy because villains just kept going and going and going. But they had to create new villains, and it's because helped. we had a lot of human. Counterpart, a lot of human parts to these to, to DC. But com- I think, it, but I think DC he's comics. also right. Marvel was superheroes, was real superheroes, mutants that even if you kill them, something their healing factor is going to bring them back to life. Yeah, you but know. I think I think the Marvel movies do follow a lot more of that that pattern, that formula of like, here's the villain. By the end of the movie, he's dead. Yeah. Here's well, they, the next movie. Here's another villain. We're going to fight this guy, and he's going to be dead. Yeah. But the the what I. No. They just uninformed. Uninformed. They're, yeah. That's what I they're want to not, say. They're not followers of the comics. Correct. Yeah. Um, and they're busy reading online what they are exposed to, and I'm afraid that they're going to be influenced by the online. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, of course they are. So they're t- reading these articles, these reviews, because why? Because movies are getting very expensive. Because mm-hmm. you're becoming more selective on what you go see. Because there's so many of them. There's so many of them. And they come out three months later, four months later on DVD, on streaming. And now with special Ultimate Editions. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, there are movies that are being released in theaters and on streaming. Like, I was looking up Kickboxer, the new yeah. Kickboxer. Mm-hmm. It's streaming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I have, if you have Apple TV, you can rent it for five bucks. Yeah. yeah. If you go to the theater, it's 20 bucks. Right. Okay. I'll take my, my dollar pop when I throw my microwave and watch my $5 streaming. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. But I'm afraid that they're going to be influenced by the online bitching by mm. the comic book community. The viewers you're yeah. talking. The people watching. Yes, the people yeah. watching. I mean, Civil War doesn't follow the storyline at all from the Civil War comics. At the end of the Civil War comic, it's ended with Captain America getting shot in the head yeah. and assassinated. But And then Bucky takes over, right? In the comics. For a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But... In the movie, it ends happily ever after, so to well, of speak. of course. Because it's a Disney movie now. Yeah. yeah. Produced by Marvel, yes. Yeah. But it's still a Disney-financed uh, film. Mm-hmm. We can't have a sad ending. No. Batman and Superman did it, and they did it well. They when did. When they got to that ending they of Batman, did. they not only did it, they literally filmed the comic book the covers. covers. Uh they filmed the covers were there. All the alternate covers, they filmed them. And it, I saw it, that. It, I went, oh my God, that is beautiful. It actually <laughs> brought tears to my eyes. It was I, yeah. beautiful. I, 
If you are a comic fan that did not appreciate that, then you need to go home and you need to burn every single fucking comic book that you have ever owned because you don't know. You're not a comic book no, fan. No, you're not a comic I'm book I'm not fan. even a comic book fan. And I, and I, as soon as I saw it, yep. as soon as I saw Lois Lane going up there and I saw the cape, I was like, oh my God, they shot the cover. Oh my God, they shot the cover. And boom, there it was. The shot of the black, of, of, of the, the, the black coffin with the Superman emblem. I was funeral like, that's the cover. The funeral of the whole procession of people with the, I was like, this is the comic book. It's here. I they read brought it to those... life. How much more do you want? I read all that <laughs> death of Superman, funeral for a friend. Um, Superman lives. When he came back, is for yeah. Superman. Yeah. Um, the, I read all of that, and except for the return, a lot of the death of Superman and everything like that, it was shot for shot. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know how much more you possibly could want I from. I don't me. know the bones coming out <laughs> when he got the, the electric, you know, shocks from mm -hmm. Doomsday mm -hmm. when he became more powerful. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and then people saw the trailer and they said, Doomsday looks like a troll. Have you ever fucking seen Doomsday? Because I pulled up, we watched the Ultimate yeah. Edition. She'd never seen it. She didn't know it. I pulled up, I said, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I pulled out my phone. I literally, I typed in Doomsday comic and I, fr I paused the movie Have and I picked up the picture and I put them next to each other. I said, I don't know. But that looks exactly fucking like him to me. Yeah. That is perfect. <laughs> and as he evolved, the spikes came out and he became more. Yeah. He evolved. He turned into the doomsday that you recognize yeah. as he went on and on. And he got and like you said, the so, electric shocks and the fucking all it's all there. They're, all they're remembering. They is, might as well have opened the goddamn comic, handed it to the cinematographer and said, Here, yeah. here's your storyboard. All We're they're remembering, that. all they're remembering is the last issue. That issue that they picked up mm -hmm. as they as I referred to them, the the posers that were buying the book <laughs> because they wanted the because money. they knew Superman they was going to die, they, so they, we had they, to buy the comic the to sell the, it yeah, in twenty years. The death yeah. of Superman with the black cover and the blood and everything like that. They and they remember those images. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they were casual readers of Superman because I'll which I was, which yeah. I was, but I still saw it. It was there. As a casual reader, I saw it. And you're saying that... he the, the first time you see Doomsday, and I have that issue, yeah. he's, in a green, he's in a green suit because he crash lands from space in a, mm -hmm. in a you know, shuttle. With the red, Which is the first time we see Doomsday crashing onto the fucking ground. Red goggles <laughs> and everything like that. Um, and he doesn't have... He, he has tubes. Mm -hmm. Not spikes. Yeah. Tubes. Coming out of his body, yeah, and that's how. And he slowly, over the course of several issues, gets beat up by the various heroes and evolves and evolves and into the bone spikes and all that. Yep, comes to life just like it did in the movie. Every time he took a shot, he grew more spikes. He got bigger. He got stronger. He got fiercer. He got bigger teeth. He got fucking eyes turned color. Everything fucking changed. And he turned into that doomsday that you saw in that final Which issue. Which also, also, since he came from the body of Zod, mm -hmm. and, Dod, and Zod represents the... He looks like Zod. Yeah, well... He looks like Zod. When you look at the when you look at the first shot of Doomsday when he first comes out, he's got his face. It's a little, it's a little uh, uh, stretched, uh, stretched puffy, out, yeah, puffy. But that, if you look, that's Michael Shannon's face. Yeah. that they modeled it after. It's Michael Shannon. That is fucking Zod. Yeah, but 
since Zod represents the terrorists, mm-hmm. the extremists, Doomsday represents, you know, the extreme extremists. Yeah. Okay. The, the, oh, even they're too, you know, the terrorists say, oh, even he's too extreme for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, f- almost frightening. Right. Yeah. Okay. Really frightening. Um, the Zod represents the one terrorist group. Doomsday is the Hydra. Isis, the, the spinoff. The hybrid. The, of- yeah. The hybrid hybrid of, you know, what the one terrorist group was. Mm-hmm. Now we have the subgroups. Yep. Okay. And if, God forbid, they do all team up together, we would have our actual doomsday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's exactly what he represents. Yeah. yeah. He is, he is the, he he's is the, ev- the, he is the evolved he's, enemy that we have created by destroying the previous. Because honestly, ISIS did not exist while Saddam Hussein and uh, 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 um, bin Laden. Osama bin Laden it's, it's like were he, in they, power, they were keeping them at bay. Yeah, it's like this one asshole was keeping all yeah. the other assholes at bay. Yes, they were too extreme because Saddam Hussein. Yeah, he was a he was power. He wanted power. He wanted this and everything. But him and Osama bin Laden. Well, first off, Saddam Hussein was keeping Osama bin Laden at bay. He was outlawing his people. Right. So when we got rid of Hussein, huh, bin, Laden, bin Laden got more powerful. Then we got rid of bin Laden, and now more pe- And now the real crazies came out. Yeah, and they're not behind anybody. They're just kind of like... They're just out and there think about for what Doomsday is. Doomsday is Zod's body with mm-hmm. Lex Luthor's DNA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've already established he's like kind of crackers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's crackers. <laughs> All right. He's a genius, but he's crackers. Yeah. Okay. And I think he's got an autism. But Bin Laden and Hussein were still, they still had the politics of government in their mind. Yeah. They, they still worked within almost like a parameter. They had their own system, yes. Yeah. Where Bin Laden understood, yeah, we have to overthrow the system, but we have to replace it with another one. Yeah. And he was trying to get his system in place. Hussein was trying to get his system in place. We didn't agree with them, but they had some form of order in place. The enemy that's there now, there's no order. It's just destruction. It's it is destruction. plain and simple. Yeah. If you are not with us, you die. Yeah. We don't ha- our order is this book. And we interpret it as we see fit. Yeah. Because you can't get one single interpretation, and this is the truth for religion in general. There is no one solid interpretation because even in, even when it comes to the Bible, how many different aspects yeah, different of Christianity of the, is the, there? The, the, how many different sects are there of Christianity and Catholicism? How many sects of Judaism is there? We're now seeing the evolution of different sects of the Muslims of the Muslim community. Yeah. you know where. Some of them see it as a peaceful book, and some of them see it as a book that's basically declaring war on everyone else. And if you can't get two totally opposite sides of something more apparent than that, I, I mean, really, really, you have this one book, and you have people, it's, this, one's, this one is telling us that we need to kill every single person who's not Muslim, and the other one is saying, no, that's, that's not, and they're both following the same book. They're both following the same interpretation because they only read it in their own language. Right. It can't be translated. 
So they're all reading it from at least at least in the Bible, you have this has been translated multiple times and the kings changed it and this and you don't know what the fuck it started with. So it's like, okay, well that's where all the different sects came from. Every time there was a new translation of the Bible, yeah. a whole new group of people. Somebody came. said you could yeah. divorce, somebody said you couldn't Yeah. This this Quran has never been altered. These the the language has never changed. The words are the same from when it was written, however many centuries ago it was written. So it's the same exact book, word for word. Right. And we still have people interpreting it multiple ways. Yeah. Moment. We're just having a whole lot of fights about what somebody else is doing in yeah. their own backyard. That's really what it is. And everybody it really is no concerned sense. with everybody with what everyone else is doing. Yeah. They and, all everybody wants to be in charge of all of this unrest across the world. I'm trying to figure out where to go if Trump becomes president and where am I going to go? Well, part of me says, fuck it, let him do it. How much worse could it really get? Well, that's, that's, that's what my part, my, yeah. my... Let him do it. I, have, I don't support him at all, but you know something? This country has been asking for this. People in this country Absolutely. have been asking for Trump. Absolutely. Believe it or not, I don't give a fuck if you agree with me, but it's the truth. People in this country have been asking for Someone who's not a politician, someone who's not owned by the lobbyists, someone who is truly an independent, someone who speaks his mind and says what he's thinking, somebody who calls people on their bullshit. Sure, he's full of his own level of bullshit. I'm oh, not, he speaks, he's he total, says totally one thing talk, and means something yeah, else in the other. He totally other, in one talks sentence. out of his fucking ass. Yeah. He completely talks out of his ass. But this man is the complete opposite of every fucking politician that we have seen for the last 60 years. Which is he exactly is the, what we've said yeah, we've wanted. It's exactly what we've been asking for. Well, you fucking got him. Yeah. You got him. What are you going to do with him now? Now we want to get rid of him. I don't support him at all. I don't support him or anything that he said. I think he's a complete fucking buffoon. Yeah. He's a total joke. I think he's a shyster. Yeah. He's a complete joke, and I think that he, I don't think he ever planned on really running for president. Oh, People got behind him. He ran him. for president in uh, the last election, <laughs> and exactly. I thought, I he, thought never, he was going to do the same thing. He never took oh, it he's, seriously. He's, he's, he's going to drop out and then yep. do another series of and The Apprentice. People just people took him seriously, yeah. and now he's like, well, I can't back out now. Now I got to stick to my guns, and he just kept going, and that's why I think he's saying and doing all these ridiculous things. He's trying to, he's trying to get it to end. I think part of he just wants more money. He wants a book deal. He wants a movie deal. He wants to, he wants a new TV show. You know how much money he would make when he loses this election? You know how much money he's going to fucking make? He can't do that if he's president. He can't make that money if he's president. No, he can't make that money if he's, he's president. Going he's going to find he, a way to make money, Well, but he's not going to make it the way that he's always made it with being a celebrity. He's not going to be a celebrity yeah, anymore. He's, he's, he's not going to make it be, the easy way. He's going to yeah. make it the... Uneasy way. Yeah, where he shows up and somebody pays him a million dollars for saying hello. That's not going to happen anymore because he's the president. He can't do that. Because he, uh, honestly, in in his mind, what possessed him to take he, when he, you know, talking about the Mexicans like they did, you know, uh, and standing over, sitting over um, uh, a Mexican salad with the thumbs up, and he's like, you know, Happy Latina's Day. <laughs> What made him think this was a good idea? He's really, it's, I think. Tweeting what just, he did about, um, you know, getting yeah. the, that uh, woman getting shot or the child getting shot. I can't remember what it was. I think he's just trying to, he's trying to get people to turn on him and it's just not working. It, it's not. It's because, not working. Honestly. And because of that, I think it's, it's like it's fueling this 
hatred horrible part of America that we're trying to eliminate it's fueling those people now they have a spokesman an idiot who's gonna get out there and say fucking and say some seriously stupid crazy shit and and everybody's like he says what I think (laughs) he says what I think good for you that's why we don't listen to you yeah we don't (laughs) listen to you we need representatives from every group, every culture, every religion, all to have a voice. Yeah. I mean, it's a Trump. big room on the White House, on, on the Capitol. Trump represents the invading force that's going to unite the country against him and people like him. Yeah. That former sexist, racist, money-hungry... Misogynistic. Misogynistic, power-driven... Mindset, the of ult- ultimate man's man. Yes, or he that thinks he's the old, man's man. That old school, that old mindset of, of of the country that just doesn't exist anymore. That non-progressive silver spoon. He's so many bad things. Yeah, he's every cliche. He's every bad <laughs> thing. Hillary's no better. She's no fucking better. No, she's no better. No, she's, she's just as full of shit either. Don't say this is not an endorsement of her either. No, they're but, both completely and utterly full of shit. Yeah, but it, they're just different mounds of shit. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, but the fucking ice cream man. I think he's telling us we've had enough. I think we have. Uh, my arm is sore. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I. Th- I think. Uh, are you? Are you good? I'm, I'm done. She's been done. Yeah. She's been done. She went quiet a while ago. Yeah, dude. So. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna. I think call we could it. go on for another hour or two. Sure but well, well, I think we gotta. Call, we I, could. I think we gotta call it quits. Yeah, I think we gotta. We, we're, we're gonna end this. <laughs> we're gonna end this because we're getting. We're getting way off. The last twenty minutes we've been way off. We have yeah. been. Well, I don't we think we've been. said Batman in twenty minutes. Yeah, I don't, think we, I don't think we've said Superman, Batman, DC Comics, or anything like that. <laughs> and in, in like thirty minutes. Yeah. So, on that note, we're this, gonna call it was, a day. Yeah, this, this was this, this was, was interesting. This was yeah. an interesting conversation yes i think if uh, if the audience uh responds to it we should do more like this maybe yeah yeah maybe maybe Maybe. who knows we'll see we'll see what happens but Mm. yeah this was different even you got into this conversation i Mm -hmm. I wanted this was my suggestion this conversation this this was definitely you know absolutely you know i think uh this was uh definitely a good one we don't have anything else to say to her. That's how good it was. Yeah, we, we I, don't, I don't even know how to say goodbye to it. the audience. You know, <laughs> my arm hurts. Good night. <laughs> good night, everybody. That's it from Channel X. Have a good night. Good night.